Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name is Madison, and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mental Health Monday. If you're new here, Mental Health Monday is a segment that I do every single week where I share about something that I have struggled with, learned from, gone through, a little bit of all of that in the realm of mental health. And so we talk about anxiety and depression and imposter syndrome and going to therapy and taking medication for mental health and really work to make it so mental health is not stigmatized. Mental health is not something that's taboo that people are afraid to talk about or get help for. So that's really what today's episode is about. So uh, I'm going to start telling you guys with what I literally just got back from doing. So if you've tuned in before, I have talked before about how one one little one little small mistake that I always make is I never get a cart when I go to the grocery store. I don't know why. I always think I'm just here for like five things. I can carry them, even if it's ridiculous things that I know I can't carry. So also, I've never gone to the grocery store and just gotten the like three to five things that I was running in to get it. I always then am like, oh, I forgot I need this. Let's run down this aisle. This looks good. Like, you know how it goes. So today, I am uh, bebopping into the gym and I decide I'm going to get some fruit and I'm going to get some wraps and I'm going to pick up a energy drink. And that's what I'm there to get some fruit wraps and energy drink. So I be bop in and I'm like, definitely don't need a cart only getting four things, but I don't take into account that the things I'm getting are strawberries, apples, a thing of sugar, uh, energy drink, a bag of wraps, like odd enough shape things that I should have got a cart, right? So I'm going to pick up my last thing, the energy drinks, and I'm at a point where like, if I move anything, like something's going to fall and I sure enough, drop the strawberries straight on the ground. Fortunately, they don't bust. They're fine. So I'm just like, Oh, thank goodness. But that is a little pro tip, but stop doing things to set yourself up for failure because we all have small habits like that that get us flustered because we're dropping our strawberries in the middle of the aisle in the grocery store and we didn't need to be. We could have just got the cart. So a small example of how the small habits that you have and build can really help to make your life less anxious. Okay, so let's get into Mental Health Monday this episode, we are talking about self-love, self-care, and mental freedom. So these are all topics that I have struggled with, learned from, and started to implement small habits with. So that's what I'm going to share with you guys today, going through self-love, self-care, and mental freedom. Okay, so self-love. I personally have always struggled with self-love And also really in that, I would say self-confidence and just kind of confidence as a whole. And so uh, I started to really just kind of 
do different things to try to make myself be more confident and just feel better about myself. And so uh, I think that there's things that you can do on the outside to make yourself maybe look a certain way, but there's also a lot of things that you have to do on the inside to change your brain and your mindset in order to have that confidence. So uh, here's what I've done really on both ends. So I always struggled with acne when I was growing up. I always had acne, literally always had like the most pimples. I did everything from like the proactive to, I got on that one pill at some point. Um, it'll come back to me what it's called. Um, but the one where you have to like have like your blood tested and it is like super, probably not good for you. It's like super last resort Accutane. That's what it was. Um, I was on Accutane for a little while and the Accutane actually did finally work, but then after all my acne went away, then I've struggled with acne scars ever since then. So one thing that I did, because I know this is an area of insecurity, is I've started getting microdermabrasion facials done. And so the microderm is supposed to be really, really good specifically for acne scars and for rebuilding that skin. And honestly, I have loved it. And I think that it has made my scars so much smaller, fewer and farther between, and really overall just made my face look just glowy and I love it. So that's one thing that I did on the outside, but even if you do things on the outside, you still have to get your mindset right on the inside. And so for me, what I've done is I started doing affirmations. And if you have never heard of doing affirmations, there is a girl that I love on YouTube called Lavendaire. I'll try to link her in the comments or in the notes. And Lavendaire, she does actually meditations and affirmations. But she does like a 10, 15 minute affirmation that I try to do a couple times a week and I'll just let it play in the background while I'm getting ready. And it says things like you are worthy, you are capable of all things, you are basically like special in your own right, like all these different things that are just really encouraging, but not necessarily very... Um, like, you know, like there's some things that, that you're like, oh yeah, this is the affirmation. Like these are actually like good ones that really make you feel good about yourself. And so I've started doing those and then I will also do kind of a similar thing before I like maybe lead meetings or lead trainings or different things like that. And so I worked with a speaking coach at the beginning of the year and she taught me that if you're going to a meeting or to a presentation that you're nervous about, you can literally stand in front of the mirror before you go and say things like, I am prepared for this meeting. I'm going to be confident in this meeting. I have all the resources that I need to be successful to run this training. Whatever those things are, you can literally stand in front of a mirror and do it. And by doing that, you will just feel good and you will feel like you are ready to go. So that's a thing that I've been doing kind of personally and professionally that's really helped with my self-love and self-confidence. Okay, next thing I've been doing for self-love is going to AA. And so one thing that is really cool about AA is obviously we're all there because we all have had a drinking problem at one point or another, but AA as a whole is really focused on helping you to become a better person, to become more well-rounded, to become more 
really just your highest self. And so through AA, I've learned a lot about self-love and self-care and forgiving myself and having faith in my higher power and all of these different things. And I do a lot of online AA meetings because I travel for work quite a bit. So if I'm on the road and I can't get to a meeting, I'll just pull one up online. I go to this meeting called In the Rooms and they have like AA meetings, NA meetings, Al-Anon meetings. And then I stumbled upon this meeting. And the only reason I joined it is because like it was the only meeting at that time. And it was it was called a dual diagnosis meeting. And I thought this was so cool because everybody in there basically had an addiction and a mental health diagnosis. So there are people in there who were addicts that were depressed or alcoholics who had BPD or addicts who had bipolar. Like it was just a lot of people that struggled with personally what I've struggled with, which is mental health and addiction. And so I thought that was really cool because I think that there is such a correlation between mental health and addiction. I truly, truly think that most of the time when people are struggling with addiction, it's because they don't have the right mental health meds. They don't have the right chemicals in their brain. So you're going to find them somewhere else. And a lot of times the easiest way to get that and the quickest way to get that is through alcohol and drugs. And so that's really why people do it, you know, to escape whatever it is that they can't free themselves from in their mind or their circumstances or whatever that is. And so uh, I really just wanted to share that because I think that there's so much shame both around addiction and mental illness. And I really just want to reiterate that a lot of times if you are struggling with addiction, it's because of something else, because of your mental illness. It's because of your diagnosis. It's because of you don't have the right mental health meds to be able to function as your highest self. So you find that same dopamine through alcohol, you know, all these different ways that we cope with our life. Okay, off my soapbox of AA, on to the next thing for self-love, which is uh, now I'm focused on working out to feel good, not to look good. And so when I was younger, I would go to every high-intensity interval class that there was. I would run all the time. I would do all these things that, uh, at the end of the day, were not great for my body particularly. That's not to say that running in high-intensity interval isn't good. It's just it wasn't good for my body, but I didn't care. I was just... uh, doing all these hard workouts because I wanted to look good. I wanted my body to be a certain way. And now I have found Pure Bar, which is honestly still a kick-ass workout. But guess what? This workout makes my body feel good. I don't leave and I'm like, can't move for two days. Like, you know, it's something that feels good. And obviously, if you're doing something that makes your body feel good, obviously your body will start to look good in turn. So if you really focus on kind of what feels good and what's a good way that I can move my body, you'll generally like get the results that you're wanting just kind of as consequence of what you're doing. I have been doing the same thing with eating also. So eating to feel good, not to look good. So if I'm on the road and I want to have Olive Garden and six breadsticks, guess what? I'll do it. I won't do it every night, but I'll do it. Last week, there was one night that I had baked pasta, baked spaghetti, I'm sorry, and four breadsticks door dashed to me and a brownie just as quickly as I could eat them, you know, and that's cool. But then the next day I had a wrap and it's all about balance, baby. 
All right, last thing for self-love is going to be faith. So the reason I put faith under self-love is because for me, I had to learn to love myself enough to realize that I needed a higher power in order to have faith. And by that, I mean, I'm the kind of person that like, I don't need help. I don't need anybody's help. I got this. Thank you for offering, but I'm good. And a lot of you guys can probably relate to that. We are independent. We don't need nobody's help, whatever that looks like. And so for me, an area that I struggled with, faith in this is almost like I was like, if I need God or if I need a higher power, it means that I can't do this on my own and I should be able to do this on my own. And like, that's, I think Delulu is like the new thing people are saying. Like that is Delulu thinking like you can't do this life all alone and you do need a higher power and loving myself enough to admit that I can't do this alone. And that's why you have your higher power is to help you do the things that you can't do yourself. That is uh, the whole purpose of all of it. And so loving myself enough to admit that I needed my higher power was a huge, huge step in the right direction in my faith journey. Alrighty. So moving on to self-care. So self-care, I, a big way that I prioritize self-care is how I spend my time. So by how I spend my time, I mean, I prioritize every single week. I generally want to make time for spending time with my boyfriend, spending time with my family and spending time with a friend. And then I generally want to have a me day in there as well, where I don't have plans. I can get caught up. I can lay on the couch. I can get a manicure. I can do whatever I want. And that is just kind of a flow that works for me, where I know that puts me in a spot where I'm not going to be stretched too thin, I'll have time to record, like all the, all this other stuff, you know? Um, speaking of manis as self-care, I have been getting my nails done probably consistently for like six months. And by consistently, I mean, sometimes I'll go every two weeks. Sometimes I might let it go to four weeks, you know, just whenever I can get in there. But I've been doing this because I have a really bad nail biting habit, probably for 10 or 15 years. Just I bite my nails, I bite the finger skin. It's just, it's not a good time, right? So I noticed if I consistently get my nails done, I don't pick at them as much. So guess what? I've been doing it and I've almost broken the habit. I'm now to the point where like sometimes I'll pick at my thumbs, but other than that, I really don't pick at my nails. And that is also a huge, huge testament to self-care, self-love, mental health is being able to break a habit that I've had for literally more than a decade. Last topic we got today is going to be mental freedom. And so when I talk about mental freedom, I am talking about not letting other people get under your skin. And let me give you all an example of this. So I do HR for a living. So a lot of times at work, I refer to it as I'm just trying not to take the bait. And by that, I mean, sometimes I go into situations where people like they want to get a reaction out of me. They want to say something nasty. So I'll act unprofessional. They want to do something crazy so they can get a reaction. Like, and a big part of my job is to not take the bait and to not respond how maybe I would like to respond. And, and so that's kind of how I see this manifest, like professionally. And then how I see it manifest personally is just not worrying about people or carrying unforgiveness towards people. 
because one thing about me is I do not want to let any ex-boyfriend, ex-friend, ex-husband, ex-anybody live rent-free in my mind. I want my mind to be a place that is happy, where I choose my thoughts, where I choose what comes and goes, and I don't let people that I don't like live rent-free up there. A way that I've really started to achieve mental freedom is through meditation, faith, and prayer. And so meditation, you can literally lay in bed in the morning whenever you're about to get up, do a 5-10 minute guided meditation, and really just let your thoughts kind of go and set your intentions for the day. And let's be honest, it takes a lot of times of meditating before you get used to the process. So if you do a guided meditation, you're like, that was weird. Do it five more times. I promise by the sixth time, you'll be like, okay, I'm kind of digging this. And that was definitely my reaction. I had a friend that really wanted me to try to meditate. I was like, please stop asking me. And then she was one day like, just do this 10 minute guided meditation with me. I was like, fine, I'll do it. But if I hate it, you have to stop asking. She was like, deal. And I did it. And I was like, that was a great experience. I can't believe I've been giving you shit all this time. I should have tried it a long time ago. And so now I meditate and I really like it. And whenever I talk about like faith and prayer, you can literally pray anytime throughout the day in your mind, out loud, in your car, in the bathroom, in your head in a meeting, like whenever you need to. And so for me, what that looks like is sometimes if I'm on the way to work and I think I'm going to have a stressful or a busy day that day, I'll say, hey God, I've got a really busy day today. Please give me the patience, the kindness, and the ability to navigate all the different things that I have coming my way today and help me to treat people with love and respect along the journey. Literally, I'll just like say something like that, one or two sentences out loud or in my head and bebop along for the day. So this doesn't have to be any like you're sitting in your prayer closet for three hours in the morning. Like that's not what you have to do. Literally just do what works for you where it works for you. All right, I'm going to give you guys a few just tips of things that I've learned for mental freedom. So one thing, auto-draft your bills, because guess what? If they're auto-drafted, you don't have to worry if you're on vacation in Mexico and it's the eighth of the month, whether or not you've paid your mortgage and whether or not you're going to get slapped with a late fee that you don't even know where it is. And guess what? Uh, It saves you so much time and energy. So auto-draft them bills, girlfriend. And next tip, don't rush around. So I'm the kind of person that if you tell me something starts at 5.30, I'm getting there at 5.30, not a second before, because I booked myself until literally 5.29 and could not get there before 5.30. Like that was the kind of reckless schedule that I used to have. And now I'm focusing on having time in between different things as I go throughout the day. And I'm also focusing on trying to get places three to five minutes early. Like three to five minutes early is not that big of a difference, but it really makes a difference in just feeling prepared, not rushing around and being able to show up as your highest self. So I also think in order to be mentally free, you do have to take that time for yourself. You cannot give all your time and energy to everybody else and never have anything left for yourself and expect to be mentally free. It will not happen. 
Okay, last thing for mental freedom is find something you get lost doing. So I've heard this referred to a referred to a lot as flow state. So this is the thing where when you start doing it, you lose track of time. So for example, that this podcast is an example of that for me. I could have been chit-chatting with you guys for two minutes or 45 minutes. I have no idea how long it's been. We've just been sitting here chit-chatting and the recording thing that I use in, it doesn't actually, as it's recording, tell me how much time it's been. So like right now I can see that it's been like 763. Like, I have no idea what that means. We're just chit-chatting, you know? Another way I see this is whenever I was younger, I used to love to read and to write. And so now if you let me journal or let me write, like, same thing. I have no idea how much long, how much time has passed. I've just been la-la land in my own little world. And when you get to that point and you get in that flow state, really you're just able to be your best self and find things that you're really passionate about and really enjoy. So that's my encouragement to figure out what works for you, figure out how to get lost in flow state, and most importantly, make this your week that you focus on self-love, self-care, mental freedom. Pick one small thing that I talked about that you can do in your life this week to make yourself just 1% happier, 1% more confident, 1% more relaxed, whatever it is. Pick one small thing and you have got this. All right. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We will be back on Wednesday with another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. Please follow along to the show. You can just click follow at the top whenever you see the podcast on either Apple podcast or Spotify, please share with a friend. If you've listened to this episode and you're like, Oh my gosh, my friend could really benefit from hearing this. If so, share it with her and uh, also leave a five-star review. It really helps with the podcast. So if you enjoyed, please leave a five-star review. Thanks for tuning in and as always, happy healing babes.